This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Absolutely unbelievable. We just keep growing over here. So many awesome comments. I've been getting messages on Facebook, Instagram, via email, and I love getting those thank you notes. I appreciate it. Shoot me over one. If you love what we're doing, make sure you join the Insider Club at theinvestormindset.com. It's totally free, and we're sharing some amazing information there, um, really helping people take it to the next level. So that's our goal, help people live a better life every single day. So if you haven't, hit that subscribe button so you hear about these episodes when they're coming out. Drop us a five-star review on iTunes. It does make a huge difference. And uh, let's jump into the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Show. I am very, very excited to have Rod Cleave in the studio here. Hey, Rod, how you doing? Awesome, brother. Thanks for having me on. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is an honor. Rod is such an inspiration. He is extremely passionate real estate investor who has personally owned and managed over 2,000 apartments and homes. He's an accomplished entrepreneur, and Rod has built several successful multi-million dollar businesses. And uh, if we ask Rod what he's most proud of, he'll definitely say it's over 15 years of philanthropy work given back. You know, his foundation, Tiny Hands, has benefited more than 55,000 community children in need. And uh, not to say he's kicking butt in real estate, but he also runs one of the top ranking investing in business podcasts, the Lifetime Cashflow Podcast. So really excited and honored to have you here, Rod. Thanks, brother. That's, that's very kind of you. You must have a dated bio because we're up to 65,000 children uh, which is just such an incredible blessing that we've fed over the holidays. But thank you for your kind words. Absolutely. So obviously you've hit a lot of success. You've made millions, you've lost millions. But if we take a look back at your childhood, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Sure. Well, my, my mom is a huge influence and it was, it was uh, you know, we immigrated to this country when I was six years old, my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha, and we ended up in Denver, Colorado, didn't have much money. Uh, you know, I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army through junior high school. And but my mom had an incredible work ethic and she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And I mean, we ate expired food, drank powdered milk, and you know, that's all we could afford at the time. And, and, but she used her babysitting money to buy the house across the street from us when I was 14 for approximately $30,000. And a couple of years later, when I was 17, she told me that it had gone up in value um, $20,000 while she slept. And I'm like, what? I'm getting into real estate. So I immediately got Inspiring. into real estate. Right when I turned 18, I became a real estate broker. And, uh, you know, like you said, fast forward to today, I've owned over 2000 homes and apartment buildings. And, um, you know, what's interesting is in, uh, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept, uh, you know, a little more than my mom's 20 grand. And, uh, but there's a punchline. And, uh, and I don't want to get ahead of your, your questions here, but uh, the punchline was 2008. And happy to explain what I mean, if you'd like. Yeah, and I know that you learned a lot there, but it sounds like you learned a lot growing up. You had a lot of things that really inspired you to go out and build this incredible wealth and then to rebuild it again after losing nearly all of it. Um, what was it like growing up in an immigrant family coming to the United States? And uh, how did that kind of lead you down this path? 
Good question, actually. Great question. Well, I didn't speak English. So, you know, and, and I was a very shy, I was tall, but I didn't have much of a father figure. And so I discovered what bullies were. And I talk about this in my live event. I know you were just in Denver at my live event. And we, uh, my mom was there, which was very emotional for me because she's in assisted living and they brought her in in a wheelchair and I'm behind stage crying before I come out because it was such a big deal for me to be able to show her, you know, what I've done. I'm, I'm almost 60 years old and I was like a five-year-old back there. But I will tell you that, that, was pretty cool. that the lessons were it, you know, I got chased home a lot by the bullies and, 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 um, you know, and, and, Everybody has tough childhoods. You know, there, there's 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 the fear of rejection when you're in junior high school and you're so worried about what people think and all of those things. But it was magnified with me because of the language issue and really my personality type. I wasn't I really didn't learn how to fight till, you know, high school. And and so, you know, I couldn't stand up for myself. And and, you know, so that what what's interesting about all that is throughout all of that process of dealing with bullies and dealing with childhood humiliations and things like that, I, I formulated a question, a disempowering question, which was, how can I show them I'm good enough? Which presupposed, mm. obviously, that I wasn't good enough. And I think a lot of people have these limiting beliefs and or limiting questions that they ask themselves, like I did, based upon their childhood experiences. And there's there's a plus and a minus to that. There's, there's a There's a uh, a blessing and a curse in that question that I had. How can I show them I'm good enough? I mean, it caused me to be hugely successful uh, financially and, and, and uh, you know, by societal standards, but it also cost me my first family because I was so focused on proving the world I was good enough that I neglected what's most important, which was, you know, being them present for my kids, being there for my wife at the time. And uh, because again, I was so, I was so, Hell bent on showing the world I was good enough. So you had you had driven so hard, you had found success in so many people's eyes, but really, truly, it sounds like you had missed something that was pretty important to you, and that was, you know, your family. Well, right? Right. So, so you're being and, driven and it happens by, to a lot of people. I, I will tell you, it's, Absolutely. it's, it's not, not an uncommon an dynamic thing. on this path to success. We lose sight of what's most important. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, when I coach my students, that's just such a huge piece of it because I don't want anyone to have the regrets that I have. And how do people avoid that being driven by significance and fear versus being driven by something that's that's a lot stronger? Well, sure, than that. sure, sure. Um, it's it, it's it's not that you avoid it. It's that you manage it and that you recognize it and that you recognize that. You know, and, and, and build your own self-esteem and your own self-confidence so you don't have to prove anything to anyone. I mean, as you noticed in my live events, I'm in flip-flops. I just don't give a shit anymore, okay? It's just, it's not important for yeah. me. I mean, I've done the Lamborghini, the Rolls Royce, you know, the, the, the mansion on the beach. I've done all that stuff, and, 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 and I don't have anything to prove anymore. I, I, my life's about giving back now. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's internalizing that, looking in the mirror and seeing you know, really diving into how you're operating, what's driving you, you know, why do you want what you want? So like, like if you, if you ask someone, what do you want? What do you, I mean, what do you really want? And that's why one of the first things I do in my events is a big goal setting workshop that I know you're familiar with. And, it, and it's unusual, it's different mm-hmm. than most people, but it, it ties into what it is exactly you want. But the bigger question is why do you want it? And so, Absolutely. you know, and, 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 and digging, really digging deep. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people want freedom. They want 
um, you know, freedom to, to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And but a lot of people are doing it to prove something. And so it's, it's important to dig deep and, and evaluate the drivers so to underline that for the listeners here, it really sounds like uh, what you realize later in life and what they can model from you, what they can learn from your experience is that if you get really clear on what you want, but most importantly, why you want it and you make that really real and you get really connected to that, then you can use that as a driving force instead of and make make sure it's a positive reason else. why. And, and, and I'm not going to say this is hugely... Um, normal out there. It may or may not be, honestly, but I do, I know there are a lot of people out there with limiting belief systems, with fears that, and, and, and those fears and those limiting beliefs are causing them not to take action on their dreams. And, and some of them are very positive. Some of them have a positive element like mine did, but most of them don't, believe it or not. Most of them just paralyze yeah. a person. So they never actually take action. And so, you know, in my case, there was, you know, a, a rainbow around the cloud uh, because, you know, the financial success got there and, and, and even the second time around, uh, which I can explain if your listeners would like to hear it. But what has caused me to achieve success now in a big way twice has been focusing on exactly what I want and why I want it. Not focusing on loss, not focusing on setbacks, not focusing on the speed bumps in the road, but focusing on what I want because where focus goes, energy flows. If you, you know, if you mm -hmm. focus on getting rid of debt, you're actually going to get more debt because what you focus on grows. You know, they asked Mother Teresa if she was anti-war and she said, no, I'm pro-peace. See the difference? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so key. There, everyone has limiting beliefs. Some of them are driving success, right? So I, I know for my own self, if I share vulnerably, I feel like in so many ways I've been successful, but I went through this experience about a year ago and I was really diving into some of these limiting beliefs. And what it made me realize is that the same things that were driving me to success were also driving me away from fulfillment. And so for everyone who's out there that is kind of on this path, if you can get clear on that stuff, it can really free you. So you just touched on something really pretty powerful uh, that I'd love to dig into just a hair more if you'll humor me, okay? Because I will tell you, you know, I was so focused on success that I built this. One of the things I wanted for 20 years was I wanted to live on the beach. There's no beach in, in Denver. And so I built this 10,000 square foot, $8 million mansion on the beach. I had the beach on one side. I had boathouses on the backside. And you're talking about success versus fulfillment. About 20 years ago when I built this, about two months after I built it, I'm floating in the pool at night. My family's inside sleeping, and I I got really depressed. Two months after I built it, I mean really depressed. And it was like, what the hell is going on? I've, I've achieved success by societal standards times 10, and I'm depressed. And when I look back on it, there were two things going on. Um and one of them was relating to goals. And I talk about this in my goal setting uh, sessions mm -hmm. that, you know, you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. Because like the good book says, the, without a vision that people perish, you have to have a, you have to have a vision for the future. Uh, the other piece of it was the successful versus fulfillment piece that you just described. I was successful, but I was totally focused on rod, 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 rod. It's all about rod. Show mm -hmm. the world I'm good enough. And so... I went out and bought some books and I got a book, um, one of the books that I got, I got Zig Ziglar and Tom Hopkins and, you know, Dale Carnegie yeah. and all these motivational books. But one of them was Tony Robbins book. And it, it kind of blew me away. And I went and saw him live that year. 
And now I've spent 20 years following him around the planet. And, and for your listeners, if you have not seen him live, do it while he's still doing it. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. But, but you know, one of the things that he does is he feeds families for the holidays. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. You know, I've been totally focused on me. What about giving back? And so that's the year I fed my first five families. And like I said, now we've had 65,000 children. And that has given me the fulfillment. And I'm going to tell you, on my show, I've interviewed mega millionaires, even billionaires. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that I've interviewed some of them. And you can see that it's all about success and it's not about fulfillment. So I'm here to tell you guys mm-hmm. listening that success without that peace, without giving back, without doing something beyond you, bigger than you, mm-hmm. away from you, but but helping others in some fashion is not success. So, you know, I invite you listening to do something. It doesn't matter how much money you have either. Would you agree with me, Stephen? I mean, I agree completely. I I find that it it's hard though because it's it seems like when I talk about this, people are, it's easy for them to say, well, Steven, you've hit success. And I think to myself, I'm an achiever like you, Rod. I haven't hit success. I'm not even, I'm not even close. I got so far that I want to go. Um, but what do you say to those people who say, well, it's easy for you to say you've, uh, you've made it? Well, uh, I say, I say you've got limiting beliefs, number one. Okay. And number yeah, two is, yeah. is, is negative mindset because by God, you know, so many people get disappointed or get frustrated or get, you know, get unhappy when they do that comparison trap. And that's what it is. It's a comparison trap. Everybody has something that other people are better at. I don't care if you're Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. or Steve Jobs, yeah. the late, great Steve Jobs or, or Warren Buffett. There are things that other people are better at than they are, period. And so, you know, to try to compare yourself and is, is, is so let me just flag that. Number one, get out of the comparison trap. Number one. But number two Absolutely. is it doesn't take money to help somebody. OK, it takes some effort. Yeah. So many people are achieving, achieving, achieving to be happy. You want to be mm-hmm. successful, happily achieve. OK, and you mm-hmm. happily achieve by incorporating fulfillment into that achievement process. So six, uh, happiness does not come from success, my friends. Success comes from happiness and that happiness you need to be giving back beyond yourself and it does not need to be money. It can be decide to help an elderly person paint their house or whatever. There's so many things you can do to help others. So that's so strong. And I mean, if you, if, if, if you didn't catch all of that, press pause, hit the subscribe button, drop a five-star review and rewind it and listen to that again, because that was extremely powerful. I, I love this. I can tell that we're kindred spirits on this front. So what I'm really curious about, I know we talked about this at your event, which I have to say, if you have a chance to go to one of Rod's events, they're incredible. This guy is a giver. There's a lot of people out there that are selling, 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 and Rod is nothing but value. Sure. You got to throw in a sales pitch because we're all running businesses here, but it's delivering value through and through. So what I'm really curious about, and I was wondering this as, as you were speaking at the event, was you know you lost fifty million dollars. That's beyond most people's ability to comprehend. How do you come back from that? Yeah, no, let's talk about that. So you know, like I said, my net worth went up seventeen million dollars while I slept in '06. Lost it all in '08, and then some. Lost fifty million, real money. And so, you know, I thought I was set for life. I had, you know, I had 800 houses up and down the coast of Florida, very low loan to value, 30% loan to value. I had multiple apartment complexes and it just all imploded. And so it was, it was tough. I was hiding underneath a rock for a couple of months, but just a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Now, some people don't recover from that, but see, I, you know, I will tell you, like I said, I thought 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. 
I thought Florida was recession proof. Well, it was ground zero for the for the recession and wow. uh, really depression almost. And so, you know, um, but but again, what got me back from it was remembering what I wanted and why I wanted it. So, you know, it, it, it's so critical that you go through and determine your goals um, but 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 also take the time to write down why they're a must. You have to do that. They have to be clear and measurable, and you have to write down their, why they're a must. So you write things like, so I can show my family what success looks like, so we can do whatever we want, go wherever we want, take whoever we want, do it whenever we want, um, so that I can show my kids what success looks like. So when you write your why at, on your goals, use emotionally charged words like amazing and incredible, so we can have an amazing life, so we can you know have freedom and travel and all that. But also use pain because people will do more to mm. avoid pain than gain pleasure. So when you're doing your goals, put what happens if you don't achieve them. Like I, I, what I do in my in my goal setting workshop is I have you pick your number one goal and your top three one year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper. So you've got four goals on a separate sheet of paper. And when you write your why's, you're going to use the positive stuff for sure and use other people, spouse, children, because you'll do more for others than mm. you'll do for yourself. That's human nature. But the mm. other human nature is you'll we don't we will avoid pain more than gain pleasure we will do anything we can to avoid pain versus gaining pleasure so you want to put some pain in there for example if you don't achieve the goal so i don't feel like a failure so i don't feel like i failed at life so i don't live a life of regret so i don't fail my children so i don't fail my wife my husband use pain it's very powerful and what this is guys this is the fuel this is the fuel that got me out from underneath that rock after i lost everything um including that house on the beach that i was talking about and and lost everything um, to get back to the success I enjoy today. I mean, you can see it if you're watching this on video. That's my backyard. I live in a compound now with six buildings. I mean, it's amazing. It's like a park. It's zen. I've got a two-bedroom guest house. I've got a media building with a theater room and a conference center above it. I've got a giant main house and giant exercise facility and on and on and on. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house across the bay that I used to own that I lost. But... You know, the bottom line is that's what got me back, Stephen, was focusing on remembering what I want. Not not my pain, which which was there for sure, but but that I had to pick my butt up, you know, dust myself off and just focus on what I want and go make it happen again. And of course, whenever this happens to someone, it's much faster the second time around getting it back because you've got all that knowledge you're bringing to it. That's why I call them seminars. It was a 50 million dollar seminar and I've had lots of seminars and but but they're learning experiences. The only time it's a failure is if you stop. If you fail to grow or you don't learn anything, then you're then it's a failure. But if you if you bounce back and just try it again, Stephen, we fail our way to success. Any six, truly successful entrepreneur has had lots of failures and setbacks. You know, I tell the story. I I met Sarah Blakely, the billionaire owner of Spanx, that she took five thousand and turned into you know Absolutely. billions of dollars with her company. And her mm -hmm. father used to ask her and her siblings every night or regularly, what have you failed at today? Isn't that a fantastic mm -hmm. question to ask your kids? I, I wish I'd have known that back when my kids were more impressionable. But just, you know, because you can't fear failure. What you want to fear is being in the same damn place that you're at right now a year from now. That's what you should fear.
Yeah, well, I, I agree. I mean, I think people are really driven by fear because they don't want to feel that pain, but they really need to have a, a view of what that's going to be like. I mean, you're talking about this incredible goals workshop. I've, I go through something similar um, every two or three months. And even going through yours, even though I had just done essentially a similar thing, it was really powerful. What's the way the listeners can go through something like that if they want to do that at home or if they want to go at an event that you have going on? Yeah, let me share it. It's real powerful. And, and pick an hour when you have uninterrupted time. High energy as well. High energy is critical. So if you just ate a meal, don't do it then. Do it before you eat. Uh, make sure you're well hydrated. and Just sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. Okay, the big, the, the stuff, all the stuff, the houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, everything. And take the lid off your brain. Imagine that if you write it down, you're going to get it. And I will tell you, that's not outside the realm of reality. When I was 18, I wanted to live on the beach, but it was like unfathomable for me to have an $8 million house on the beach that I ended up with and, and, and to live in the compound that I live in now. Unfathomable. But, you know, here we are. So, you know, God's delays are not God's denials. But you, 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 you write down everything you could ever possibly want. OK. And, and again, just imagine it's Christmas. If you write it down, you're going to get it. So all the stuff, write down how much money you want in the bank short term, like in a year or two, how much money you want long term. Write down how much your cash flow you want short term, like in a year or two, and then how much long term. You know, write down health goals, relationship goals, um, and, and maybe even spirituality goals. Everything you can think of that you want to improve your life and things you want to learn. You want to learn a foreign language. Maybe you want to write a book. Um, where do you want to travel? Um, you know, all of these things are relevant. So write down all of that. And, and don't, if you're analytical, don't stop to analyze it. Keep writing. You can always scratch it out later, but you want to keep the momentum going. Don't let, do it in high energy. If you find yourself slipping, you know, uh, with your energy, stand up, jump up and down a little bit and then keep writing because that engages your brain and your blood flow and you'll think of more things. And by the way, take the lid off your brain, for God's sakes. If you want a private island, put it down. You want a jet, a yacht, put it down because that starts the process. There's this process in our brains called the reticular activating system. And it's that filter that filters out what your brain thinks is important. And the best example probably is, is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them. And then when you buy it, you see them everywhere. Well, it's the same dynamic when you write your goals regularly. So write it down, get that process started. And then once you can't think of anything else, write down also who you want to help. Okay. You know, I bought my parents a house down here in Florida. I bought them when they, when my dad was alive and, 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 uh, and my mom was not invalid, um, beautiful house on a canal, bought them a car, took them on cruises. Who do you want to do things for family, children, spouse, uh, extended family. Me, I still want to pay off my brother's houses. Who do you want to do something for? So write that down. Maybe you want to do something in the community like I did. Everything you want to do, be, or have. It's not just the yep. stuff. Then once you can't think of another thing, you got to make it real. And it's not real until it's measurable. So put a time limit by each goal that you wrote down. How many years it's going to take you to achieve it? One, three, five, ten, even twenty. Remembering. That as human beings, we will overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in a decade. So keep that in mind. Um, so write down a number by each goal. And then, like I said earlier, pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal that if you got it, would be like, oh, good God, this is incredible. Okay, that goal, pick it. Now, if there's more than one, just pick one. It won't matter for what, what's next. Then also pick three one-year goals. Okay, so you're pulling four goals off and putting them on a separate sheet of paper. You know, this is more than most people do. In fact, most people don't even do this. 
But then you've got to write the whys, like I described, the positive and the negative reasons why. Use emotionally charged words and put the pain in there, too, if you don't achieve it. Because, again, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. But put so I, we can have the life of our dreams, so I can show my, my beautiful wife what success looks like. Whatever it is for you, write it down. Then the last piece, which is very, very important, is, is, is get pictures of your goals. Okay, and I don't know if I showed did this at my live event where you were at, Stephen, but this is my planner that I use every day. Okay, it's a paper planner. I'm a freaking dinosaur. I still use Outlook, too, but this is my planner. Now, in the back of this thing, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. I'm not exaggerating. The first pictures are my gratitude pictures, pictures of my kids when they were young. And because everything starts from a place of gratitude. So keep that in mind, guys. You need to operate from gratitude. So these are the pictures of my kids. Then, then the stuff that I've wanted, what's crazy is, these, is, is like you see pictures of houses here. What's crazy is this, these, are, these look like my house. This one looks like the house on my beach, and this one looks like my compound right now. It's just crazy how, how uncannily accurate this can be because, it, again, it, it hones your reticular activating system to focus on what you want. And then the stupid shit. You know, I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches, the Lamborghini before I ever got it, the Rolls Royce, all this stuff that I got. Because I had pictures. So, Rod, you got really clear on what you wanted. You figured out exactly why you wanted it. And you made those things extremely emotional. And then you ended up putting those into a visual format that you could look at every single day. I've got vision boards here behind me. I've got pictures on the walls you can't see of things that, that are important to me now that I want. I'm not interested in the material stuff anymore. I'm interested in adding value. On the wall, I've got hundreds of thank you cards from students behind me. Um, yeah. You know, I have just just have different interests now. And your interests, guys, will evolve as you evolve and grow and want different things. And a lot of you young guys want the Lamborghini and the and the Ferrari and all that stuff. I get it. I did. No, that's that was one of my goals. I had a Maserati, I had a Pantera, I had Corvettes. I love exotic cars. Your interests will change, and that's okay. But those goals will pull you. They'll push you. They'll propel you. But the important thing to remember, Stephen, I want to share this with your listeners is that they won't fulfill you. And and like I told you, when I built that house, I got depressed two months after I built it, something I'd worked on for 20 years because happiness doesn't come from the goals. You think it does. You reach that 50000 a month in income or 100000 a month in income, whatever your big goals are. You think that's going to equate to happiness. It doesn't. I had one of my coaching students call me today who sold his, his company and may, has millions in the bank, and he's unhappy because he's like, what do I do now? Happiness comes from growth and progress. You need to be mm. continually growing, period. So important. You cannot be static. So it, just remember that uh, and, and, and acknowledge your progress. I take my students through a planning process, and that's one of the pieces um, when you're doing your planning is to acknowledge your progress because, because progress and growth equals happiness. So let me ask you a question that maybe you don't get asked all the time. I mean, you're obviously super successful and you figured out your why and you're really clear on the what and you're executing. What scares you? Uh, very good thought-provoking questions, not your typical stuff. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, but what, what scares me? Hmm. My beautiful bride not being taken care of. I mean, I've got the most beautiful yeah. wife on the planet. In fact, if you Google my name, it's the most searched term. Rod Cleef wife comes up first. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but 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 she's much more beautiful on the inside than the outside. And and she's she's well, my she's my I big wife. I had a few moments to talk with her, and she is an incredibly smart woman. Then you know. 
and, you know, because I'm quite a bit older than she is. So that that's that's the probably scares me more than anything else to make sure she's extremely well. And she is already. I mean, I, I it's a, it's an invalid concern at this point, but. That scares me. Um, but it's still a real fear, though. It's a real fear, and we all might feel it at some point when we're out on this journey, whether we're at the beginning, the middle, or well on our uh, on our way towards what we thought was everything we were looking for. We still have fears, even at every level. Sure, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, people, the richest guy in the world, Jeff Bezos, I promise you he has fears, no question. And, and But the bottom line is, you know, we all have problems as we go through life, and the key is to have higher quality problems. The key is to have quality problems. Like with my yeah. coaching students, I'm, I'm, all my coaches are, are successful investors that have hundreds of units. My problem right now is I don't have enough coaches. It's a quality problem, right? I mean, that's a quality yeah. problem. And that's what I'm talking about. So seek out quality problems. Don't avoid problems. Problems make you strong, make you grow, make you a better person. And, and, but, but seek out higher quality problems. Isn't it cool how, it, just listeners, hear how Rod talks about problems, right? He's actually changed his mind to look at them as being a benefit, that being something that he looks for because he knows he's going to grow there and he's going to be able to move forward. Well, they are. They absolutely are a gift. You need to look at problems as a gift. That's really what they are. Okay. If you don't have problems, you're either dead or you're not doing anything. Okay. And you better look at your life really hard. If you don't have any problems, you're definitely not, you're, you're, you're in, you're in comfort and comfort may feel good and it's warm, but nothing grows there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is some uh, incredible stuff, Rod. So from a habit perspective, what are some of the keystone habits, the things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that that lead to your success? Sure. Yeah. Good question. Good question. So one of the things I do that I, that I, again, I teach, um, is I, uh, I do a little morning ritual and, and it's, it's no big deal. I do it literally in minutes. Sometimes I do it in bed. Sometimes I'll do it on a recliner behind me and, and, uh, and I'll have my vision boards there. But what I'll do is the first thing I do is I close my eyes and I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for my beautiful bride. I'm grateful for my children, for my coaching students, for my, for my foundation, you know, we, like I said, we've fed 65,000 children so far. I've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. I've done t over 10,000 teddy bears to give to police officers for, you know, their officers to keep in their cars when they encounter a child that's been traumatized. That's my greatest gift in life. And I'm just grateful for it. I mean, I just had recently a kid here in Sarasota. They, they, they found this toddler wandling down this six lane highway here in Sarasota. They didn't know who the parents were. Now, they found the parents a couple hours later, wow. but they had a picture of this kid in the paper. And he was holding one of our bears. And I mean, wow. that's what I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my mom being able to see my success before she passed and, and in front of 600 people in Denver. It was just beautiful. It was just emotional for me. Um, you know, so the, what am I grateful for? But then I do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. OK, and, and I'll even get emotional sometimes thinking about things that I don't even have yet, but as if I have them. And I'm going to tell you that gratitude is so powerful, guys. Use it. I know, I know I've lost some of you analytical ones with this foo-foo stuff. And I'm here to tell you, you'd be making a big mistake if you weren't listening and, and didn't take this in because gratitude is incredibly powerful. And if you use it, you call, you call it prayer if you like. You don't have to call it, I call it, you know, visualizing and manifesting what you want, but you call it prayer. But you're, 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 you're manifesting this stuff into your life with gratitude. And that's just how this universe and God and everybody, everything works. And, and you manifest these things into your life. And then what I'll do after I've been grateful for things that I want, again, this is like three or four minutes in is all, then I'll uh -huh. just make a declaration. It's going to be an incredible day. And it usually is. 
And then you incorporate journaling, you incorporate exercise and, and these other things that are so important to success for energy. You've got to have the energy to do this. Those of you listening, if you've got a core job and you want to do this real estate as a side hustle, you've got to, and, and you've got family, you've got kids, you've got to have energy. You better be out there doing yeah. cardio. Don't, don't, you know, uh, you can't do this as a couch potato. And, you, and, you, and if you're going to inspire people to invest with you, by God, you better have the energy to do it. So you need to stay healthy. You need to eat well. I have a vegetable shake every morning. Uh, it, uh, you know, I have cucumber, avocado, spinach, celery, ginger, and 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 some alkaline water. And that's my morning every single morning. And it's, yeah. you know, it's as pure energy. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't taste. It tastes okay, but it it's it's pure energy. Oh, I put a lime and ginger in there too. But anyway. You know, by the way, if any of your listeners are interested in this multifamily space, I have two resources that they shouldn't pass up. One is I've got a, a workbook that I just put on my website. and It's killer. It's like a due diligence checklist. There's no fluff in it. I think it's about 40 pages long. And if they text my name, Rod, to 41411, we'll give them a free copy of it. Uh, and, and it's awesome. And then the other thing is I've got a closed Facebook group that just broke 27,000 people. And it's kind of like a no-brainer. It's only for multifamily investors. There's no promotion allowed in there. And and so, you know, as I'm sure you talk about on your show, Stephen, you are the five people you hang around with and just an incredible 100%. educational platform to grow and learn. And if, if your listeners go to multifamilycommunity.com, it's a direct link to that Facebook group. So we'd love to have you there and, 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 uh, and uh, again, be around people that want more out of life so easy to be around the naysayers and the scared people that bring their fear to the equation, but you want to be around people that want more out of life. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. We'll include links to both of those in the show notes and on the webpage so that you can find, find your, your way, way to those items. items. So we've made it to the end of the end of the show. One of my favorite parts, the growth rapid fire questions, where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. Um, so jumping right into it. What's a book that's impacted your life the most or one you're excited about right now, Rod? Well, the one I give away the most is Think and Grow Rich. I've given away thousands of copies of that, but there's so many. I give my students, my love language is gifts. That's a fantastic book, The Five Love yeah. Languages. You need to know what your love language is for your spouse and your children. Um, the Slight Edge is an incredible book that I give. my Every every month, my students get gifts from me because that's my love language. I love to give. So The Slight Edge, The Magic of Thinking Big, uh, Turning Pro by Stephen Pressman. Um, you know, there's so many awesome books out there that you guys should take in. Uh, leadership books by Maxwell. Of course, anything by Kiyosaki is fantastic. Absolutely. Um, so Absolutely. there you go. I, 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 I never went to college, but I've got thousands of books in my library. I mean, that's that's how I've educated yeah. myself. I like to tell people I've got a Ph.D. in results. But uh, but I have I have a lot well, of books and I'm very well read. And, and, and they've been probably my greatest source of information. Yeah, the irony is like people pay a lot of money to go to college, and I'm I'm glad I did because I learned a lot. I really grew up as a person, but I really don't think you need to. You can get all of that same knowledge through great relationships and through books, just like you did, Rod. That's great. So, from a purpose perspective, why do you do what you do? Well, I told you why I did what I did before. It was to show the world I was good enough. Now I do it because yeah. I want to make sure my wife is taken care of and I do it because I get literally get a thank you card in the mail every single day. This one just came today with a picture of a family. Every single day I get a thank you card That's either amazing. handwritten. I've got hundreds of them on the wall behind me. Literally, in fact, I just got new boards to put up so I have more wall room for these thank you notes. They just came by Amazon today, big box with the pegboard. And 
That's amazing. That's my greatest gift in life. I get an email or something like that every day. I get a gift um, from from my from my listeners or from my coaching students. And and you know, I, I used to be an introvert. From an inspiration standpoint, who are some of your mentors, and how do they influence your career? Well, Tony, for sure. I mean, Tony. Tony has yeah. been an incredible mentor uh, on all aspects of life, from relationship to emotion to business uh, development to time management to you know uh, all of it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, a lot of my mentors are in books, uh, you know, like, like, uh, you know, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the authors of all these books have, have been, um, have been mentors. Um, and, you know, I had a mentor um, early on in real estate, uh, a guy that taught me about mindset initially. Uh, and, um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I still have multiple mentors in different capacities for different things. I have mentors right now in the digital Absolutely. marketing space. I've, you know, mentors in the, in the uh, sales uh, space and, um, and, and, you know, things that I'm not as versed on as I'd like to be. So That's great. That's really great. Yeah, Tony Robbins has been a big mentor for me. So I'm, if, if anyone hasn't checked out some of his stuff or he hasn't gone to a live event, it's a must. You have to go and do it. It's absolutely incredible. It's a life changer. So finally, uh, what drives you to live your best life every day, Rod? It's the same answer. You know, it's the same answer. It's my wife. It's my coaching students. Uh-huh. It's the love I get from, from adding. I mean, my, my podcast is at 6 million downloads th- this week. Uh, and so you know, I That's mean, amazing. it's been so well received. I get so much love all the time from people whose lives I've impacted, you know, and, and it's just such a blessing. And, you know, and I think it's because I do two things on my podcast. I do an interview segment with an expert. And then I also do the, this, what I call your own, your power clip, which is about mindset, about motivation, about taking responsibility, pushing through fear, all these things are only five minutes long, but I really think that resonates with people. And, uh, and my podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow. if you check it out. In fact, if you just put real estate in, I usually come up number one or two. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, brother. Thanks for letting me rant a little bit here. And hopefully I've added some value to your listeners. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find out more about you or get in touch? Well, I, I've given some websites, uh, but, but rodcleef.com, my name, R-O-D-K-H-L-E-I-F.com has tons of videos, uh, like three or four books you can download, um, tons of articles that I've either written or curated. Um, and and all the information about all the things that the podcasts are all there in video format you can watch. Um, and, and uh, you know, just a ton of free content there that, that you really don't want to miss out on. Um, yeah, so go there. That's probably the best place, rodcleef.com. That's great, Rod. Well, if you guys enjoyed it, please do help support Rod. He's an incredible human being trying to do great out in the world and uh, accomplishing it very well. So thank you so much, Rod. Thanks, brother. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.